Let's take a journey back to 2003. Canadian teen sensation Avril Lavigne was topping the charts and turning the music industry upside down. But what if I told you that the Avril Lavigne we know and love might not be the same Avril? What? Did Avril die? Was she replaced by a doppelganger? I'm Joanne McNally and I'm doing a deep dive into a notorious internet conspiracy. Who replaced Avril Lavigne? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash thedebaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada, let's get this baby started. From the cultural cradle of Canada, Winnipeg, Manitoba, it's the Debater! The Debaters, where comedians fight with facts and funny, and this audience picks the winner. Now here's a man we go goo goo gaga for, Patterson. Hey, Canada! Welcome back to the debaters. Thank you to Graham Clark. It is great to be back here in Manitoba, a province that is getting some serious love from Time Magazine. Yeah. In 2021, Winnipeg was on Time's list as one of the world's greatest places. True. Thanks to its flourishing art scene. In 2023, Churchill, Manitoba made that same list thanks to its natural beauty. Great. It's great, but this has got to put a lot of pressure on Brandon. (laughs) Poor Brandon, Manitoba. You got to top some sort of prestigious list soon. We're thinking about it. Brandon is called the Wheat City. Its WHL team is the Wheat Kings, so really their greatness is somewhat ingrained. (laughs) Now are you ready to meet two comics near the top of our list? What do you say, Winnipeg? (laughs) Listen to that, Canada. What a great crowd here. This comic thought that a liver transplant meant replacing it with a lamb chop. It's Yumi Nagashima! Yumi! Nagashima! There she is! Hi, Steve. Always a pleasure to have you back. And this comic thinks that crocodiles should all live inside alligated communities. It's Winnipeg's own Laura Ray! Laura Ray! There she is! She looks smart and ready as well. Thank you. Your topic is one that you'll both want to play with. Mattel's Barbie. Does she fit in to today's world? There is a big blockbuster Barbie movie coming out, so she's been thrust back into the spotlight. Personally, the only doll I remember playing with growing up was called Stretch Armstrong. (laughs) Not everyone remembers. If you don't remember, he was a rubber doll with arms that were strong and stretchy. The name, the name kind of says it all when you, when you say it out loud. <laughs> but because I'm the youngest of five sons, I got Stretch as a hand-me-down-down-down-down-down. <laughs> so his arms were no longer strong and didn't really stretch anymore. But by pulling as hard as I could, he could still sort of shrug. 
which is exactly what my frugal Irish father did when I asked him why we couldn't buy a new doll. It is time now for a debate that we hope stretches your sense of humor. So, whereas Barbie is making a comeback as a modern role model and a modern movie star, be it resolved, we can all love Barbie again. Yumi, you are arguing for this. You have two minutes, please. Starting now, Yumi Nagashima. When I was a child, my mother used to tell me, Love is inclusive. I didn't understand back then because I didn't speak English. <laughs> but now it's how I think of Barbie. Yes, it is true that in the past, Barbie only represented one specific demographic while the rest of us felt not celebrated. But that doesn't mean we should say, let's get rid of her, like a witch hunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible idea because burning plastic is extremely harmful. <laughs> Today, Barbie is available in 35 skin tones. She teaches the powerful lesson that it doesn't matter what color you are, as long as you are physically attractive. <laughs> anyway, why are we focusing on her physicality so much? Yes. We all want to know her beauty secret because she was born in 1959 <laughs> and still looks 23. But Barbie is a such hard worker. She's had over 200 careers and also she's single-handedly keeping the pink convertible car industry alive. <laughs> In Japan, Hello Kitty is popular among young girls. Do you think that's better? Have you noticed Hello Kitty has no mouth? <laughs> because apparently in Japan, women are so beautiful when they don't talk. We are trained to cover our mouth when we laugh in order to hide the secret that we have voice, we have sense of humor, and we have really jacked up teeth. <laughs> Barbie is a way better role model than Hello Kitty because Barbie has a mouth and better dental hygiene. Thank you. Yumi Nagashima on why everyone should love Barbie again. Now, here to point out that if we all get a Barbie reduction, it'll be the best use of plastic surgery the world could undergo. Let's hear from Lara Ray. Our house had all the Barbies. 
but the short-haired Barbie named Ken was the most fascinating. <laughs> As a transgender child, I was very curious. Here was someone I could grow up to emulate, completely devoid of any nonsense downstairs. <laughs> Not a spot of bother, just smooth as a sweet pear. <laughs> and how affable, passive, and content, dare I say glowing, was this gelded, blonde, Aryan hunk. <laughs> this eunuch from Munich. <laughs> Were his pork and beans shrunk to invisibility by steroids? No siree. Ken was born this way and she loves it. <laughs> you might say Ken was happy as a clam. <laughs> But wait, Lara! It sounds like you're defending Barbie. Yes. Yes. And that should be a huge red flag <laughs> to normal people like you. <laughs> Here in Manitoba in this Mennonite-owned theater. <laughs> in today's society, trying to suck up to the trans agenda, whether you're Bud Light, or Nike, or Maybelline, or Mattel, or the debaters, <laughs> is brand suicide. But Barbie didn't jump on the trans wagon. She's been a trans disturber from day one, a wonderful, non-binary, androgynous, asexual tabula rasa, or should I say, fabula rasa. Do I have time to mention that both Barbie and Ken are sterile? <laughs> Is that the kind of future you want for your kids? <laughs> Do you think my parents are happy? <laughs> Barbie must die. Normal people's freedom depends upon it. Lara Ray is against Barbie and, as usual, has made this debate about more than we're debating. <laughs> It is time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether there's any place for Barbie in today's world. So I'm telling you to. <laughs> to unpack and reissue some of your vintage jokes to avoid getting Malibu'd. I want this audience tickled pink and not be witness to the blonde leading the blonde. Can you two please begin now? Lara, solution is not to eliminate Barbie. Solution is to keep adding other representations until it represents our whole world. 
From Elizabeth Taylor to Nicki Minaj, many celebrities have found their own versions of Barbie. Don't you want to see Lara Ray Barbie? No. <laughs> I, think, I think part of the problem, though, is in this divisive world is, uh, you know, this, this idea of uh, identity politics and diminishing returns. Let's have another name for this. Let's have another pro and let's, let's, you know, all the way along, right? I mean, of course, diversity important. But what about just like one doll that has all the ethnic costumes and they could just put them on? You know, like a Justin Trudeau doll, you know? <laughs> uh, and that way you would, you could get it all in the one. Okay, I'll, I'll, how about, a, okay, to find common ground, like what about a, like a, like a Trump Barbie? It's just, it's just can, but then you get the, like the Kraft mac and cheese, and you just. <laughs> or, orange of alphabet? <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with small hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we got what we need. That's the bare knuckle round, everybody. It's time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on Barbie, brought to you by Malibu Barbie's Dream House Property Taxes. <laughs> the reason she may have to live in her dream camper soon. In the 2020 study exploring the benefits of doll play through neuroscience, it was found that playing with a Barbie had what benefit for children? Yumi. Strong teeth by chewing plastic. <laughs> Audience has given you one and a half for that one. Lara Ray. Uh, they're very hard to accidentally swallow. Trust uh, me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was found that playing with Barbie had what benefit for children? It helped children develop empathy. <laughs> Just a, a new concept they're trying out here in Winnipeg. <laughs> Recently, Mattel announced that they'd be releasing a line of Barbies inspired by what Elon Musk initiative? Uh -oh. Yumi. Pink Tesla convertible. That would, be, that would be nice. Ideally, yes. Give you a point for that. Lara Ray? Exploding Barbie. <laughs> I mean, I got to give you half a point because the answer is SpaceX. SpaceX. Exploding where we send Barbie. Barbie a, a part of the way to space. Yes. According to MSNBC, after slumping sales in 2016, Barbie's comeback is thanks to her new movie, cartoons, video games, and what other factor? Lara? White supremacy. <laughs> I mean, it's not the right answer, but I don't want to seem like I'm on their side. <laughs> The actual answer is sales from nostalgic adults. All right. While Barbie has received multiple updates, it took until 2017 for Ken to get 15 new looks. Which modern Ken doll in particular made headlines? Yumi. Chat GPT generated Ken doll. <laughs> no. Laura. 
Republican. Lara, Lara feels like she's won the debate on that one. That's a two and a half point answer. Lara taking a bow on that one. The one that made uh, headlines was Ken with a man bun. That's the firing line, everybody. Wow. It is nearly time for our Jubilee Theater audience to pick a winner, but first, here to remind us why she considers the concept of Barbie simply barbaric, let's hear again from Laura Ray. Is Barbie, in the end, just one more victim of the culture wars? I don't want to ruin anyone's childhood. I'm not my mother. Of course I wish there was some compromise that would make everyone happy. Would it were as simple as just giving Barbie a penis? Or converting the Marabou camper so it gets more than two miles to a gallon? <laughs> Maybe if she and Ken could appeal to both conservatives and liberals, like Dolly Parton. <laughs> but alas, the only way to go with Barbie is off with her head just like we all did within five minutes of being handed this dangerous and divisive doll as a child. Thank you. Lara Ray says down with Barbie and off with Barbie's head. Now, here to remind us that an underappreciated Barbie may not be the doll we deserve, but the doll that we need. Let's hear again from Yumi Nagashima. Barbie has been a role model to children who like to dream. I dream to have my own home like Barbie does. I live in Vancouver. <laughs> so any house is a dream house. Barbie encourages you to honor the best version of yourself. What does your inner Barbie look like? My inner Barbie looks like a beautiful geisha who loves to sing, dance, and make people laugh. And she's seriously working on her dental hygiene. <laughs> Barbie is not going anywhere. She will endure forever because she's plastic and fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Yumi Nagashima says that Barbie deserves to live forever. Lara Ray says the opposite. Let's see what our Winnipeg audience decides. By applause, who agrees with Lara's defiant declarations that this ditz of a doll deserves to be discontinued? Lara Ray. And who agrees with Yumi's Mattel musings of it's Barbie or bust, Yumi Nagashima. It's so close. 
It's so close. But the winner is Yumi Nagashima, Barbie forever. Big hand for Yumi Nagashima and Lara Ray, everybody. to the debaters on CBC Radio 1. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca slash the debaters. Hi, I'm Ali Hassan, host of CBC's Laugh Out Loud. Do you like to laugh? Because we're serving up big laughs each week. We feature comedians from across Canada. You might already be fans of some of them, and others might be new discoveries. We record emerging comedians and established pros in front of live audiences all across the country, and we promise that you'll be literally laughing out loud. You can find Laugh Out Loud on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready, Winnipeg, to meet your next pair of debaters? This comic knows which side of the butter his bread is stuck on. It's Vancouver's Jacob Samuel. Jacob Samuel, there he is. He looks confident and ready. Coming in, striding across to my right. And this comic gets her news from only one source because she believes that CNN is believing. It's Toronto's Martha Chavez. Martha Chavez. Hello, Steve. Bienvenido, Marta. Muchas gracias. Your topic is one that will make sense and dollars. Money. Should we break the taboo and talk about it more often? Hmm. <laughs> Some of this audience has just heard the word money for the first time. <laughs> this seems like the perfect opportunity for me to share the financial advice that my dad gave to me when I first got a credit card in university. He said, now Stephen, it's important to always keep that credit card near the maximum balance owing. <laughs> and that way, if anyone finds it, they can't use it. <laughs> True story. Time for a debate, though, that you can take to the bank. So, whereas financial literacy is as important as ever, be it resolved, let's break the taboo and talk more about money. Jacob, you're arguing for this, please. You have two minutes. Starting now, Jacob Samuel. Thank you very much. Bread, cheddar, lettuce, dinero. If you're not financially literate, you might think I'm referring to a sandwich. <laughs> Actually, though, those are all terms for money. The thing that you all paid to witness what I just said. <laughs> because of the internet, young Canadians know all kinds of acronyms these days. YOLO, LMFAO, BDE. Only by talking about money can we teach our young people about the key financial acronyms they need to know. RRSP. TFSA, DAD, <laughs> MOM. <laughs> Talking about money with trusted family and friends is the best way to get sound financial advice, as long as you ignore any uncles or cousins who won't shut up about crypto. <laughs> you should learn about money if you don't want banks to trick you with their snazzy corporate slogans. Scotia banks, 
famous slogan is, you're richer than you think, which is total BS. <laughs> what their slogan should be is, we're charging you more fees than you realize. <laughs> or check out our new interest rates, then a graphic of a hand giving you the finger. Many non-Western cultures are fine with openly discussing money, so why do Canadians think it's rude? I'll tell you why. The British. <laughs> the British upper class made up these rules. And how was it again that the British made their fortune? Right, sugar, slaves, and opium. <laughs> Therefore, if someone doesn't want to talk about money, it's because they earned it through terrible crimes against humanity. Thank you. Jacob Samuel, trying to encourage all of us to talk more about money. Now, here to tell us why, if it were up to her, she'd rather put her money where her mouth is so that she couldn't talk about it, let's hear from Marta Chavez. Thank you. You know, young man, speaking about money makes people judge you. If you have it, it's bragging. If you don't have it, it's begging. Nobody likes the person who goes on and on about how great they are with money. I have so much money, I wrote the art of the deal. <laughs> and if everybody were financially literate, Canada's GDP will suffer greatly. Haven't you heard about retail therapy? <laughs> Buying things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't like, that is called therapy. <laughs> if everybody were financially literate, some people would not start incredibly stupid businesses and we wouldn't know what is a chia pet. Guys, <laughs> I know a lot about finances. I just don't like to talk about it. And humans are inherent gamblers. They just want to have fun. Nothing crushes that party like being on a budget. Thank you. Marta Chavez. Interesting points, and a nice plug for Chia Pets, which one person in the crowd was very excited. They're like, ah, Chia Pets. All right, we got ourselves a debate. Let's keep going. It's time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether everyone should talk more about money. So tell us what you make of this topic. <laughs> if you're thinking I didn't like debt pun very much, then gee, I see what you mean there. But to coin a phrase, All's well that dividends well. <laughs> Wage warfare now. Okay, you talk about bread, cheddar, and lettuce. That sounds like a very poor man's lunch. El Chipo. <laughs> I say carpe diem. You're talking about retirement when we are on the brink of the apocalypse. Haven't you seen the news, you know? <laughs> You have to spend right now. The future doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people in history have thought that, and then they wake up the next day 
and need to get breakfast. So, well, yeah, you're saying I'm a party killer for wanting to talk about money and being responsible about it, but who pays for parties? Someone has to pay for it. Like it or not, every good party starts with a spreadsheet. Okay, look, we know there's an issue in our society with uh, equal pay, right? And how do we know that we're being paid fairly right now? What if there's a grave injustice happening on this stage at this very moment? Well, if you were paid more than me, and I find out, I would be really mad at Steve. So it's better, so it is better not to know, right? Like what? What you don't know don't hurt you. Look, there should be equal pay. We should figure it out. How many coupons for CBC Gem are they giving you? Um... <laughs> All right. Don't disclose that. Do not tell her about the CBC Gem coupons. <laughs> it is time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on talking about money brought to you by the little-mentioned accountant who audited Jerry Maguire. Show me the receipts! <laughs> According to consumer.ca, what is the number one personal finance book that every Canadian needs to own? Martha Chavez. How to avoid paying back CERB. <laughs> that's, that's a four-point answer here in Winnipeg, that one. That one really hit a lot of people close to home. Okay, Jacob Samuel. So which personal finance book do you need to own? Get this. The one that costs the least amount of money. <laughs> Nicely done. Two-point answer. If you're out there looking for it, the number one personal finance book every Canadian needs to own is Personal Finance for Canadians for Dummies. Just a pretty long title for a book. Moneyhelper.org suggests that after having a difficult conversation about money, the participants would benefit from doing what? Marta? For doing a lot of soul searching, therapy, and crying. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Jacob? After having a difficult conversation about money, the participant should, here's what you should do. You double cross your crew and you take all the bank heist money for yourself. <laughs> okay? All right. All right. I think, I've seen, I think I've seen that plot play out before. You should, according to moneyhelper.org, after talking about money, you should write down what was discussed <laughs> so you remember it for the next talk. In a survey of different cultures, British people said it could be acceptable to talk about money if you start the conversation in what way? Jacob. A way that seems polite at first, but you later realize was viciously condescending. <laughs> well, good answer. Good answer. Three pounds. In a survey of different cultures, British people said it could be acceptable to talk about money if you start the conversation in what way? Look at the golden carriage the king has, and we are starving. <laughs> Full point. For British people, they say it's acceptable to talk about money if you start the conversation uh, with, if you don't mind my asking. 
which is, in my experience, how British people start every conversation. <laughs> That's the firing line, everybody. All right. Almost time for our fantastic crowd here at Jubilee Place in Winnipeg to vote. But first, here again to tell us why she lives by the words, if money talks, then Martha walks. It's Martha Chavez. In many cultures, talking about money is tacky, especially with family. Now that I did 23 and me, I have like 23 thousands of new relatives that they think that because I am in Canadian show business, I have money, dumb that they are. And it's embarrassing to say that I don't. And, uh, and if I say that I do, they will want some money. If money is the root of all evil, talking about money is the root of all family problems. <laughs> Keep your mouth as shut as a vault in the bank. Martha Chavez says, don't talk about money. Thank you again, Martha. And here, with a good accounting of the value of talking about money, let's hear again from Jacob Samuel. We should talk about money because so many of us don't really understand it. Like, I have friends who don't know the difference between the terms broke and poor. Like, one of my best friends, he's on complaining about how poor he is because he bought a condo. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're just broke, right? Because you made an investment. Sorry, your parents made an investment. Um, <laughs> conversely, my other friend's a barista, and every weekend he's like, I can't do anything this weekend, I'm broke. And then I'm like, no, <laughs> you're poor. Because you have a liberal arts degree, right? <laughs> you're not just poor, you're screwed. <laughs> and you know how I know that? Because I also have a liberal arts degree. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I definitely would not if someone had just talked to me about money. Thank you. Jacob Samuel. With a good argument and a nice shout out to our friends with liberal arts degrees, which I think makes up a pretty large proportion of our audience, to be honest. All right, it's time to vote by applause. Who agreed with Martha that when it comes to talking about money, we should just keep it all in the vault? Martha Chavez! A lot of Martha love out there. And who agreed with Jacob's dollar dialogue that talking about money is the spare change we need to make? Jacob Samuel. The audience has spoken and they want to talk about money. The winner is Jacob Samuel. We should all talk about money. Big hand for Jacob Samuel and Martha Chavez, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying it's important to talk about money, but money isn't all that's important. I'll argue with you again soon, Canada. Good night. The Debaters is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Josh Bailey, Graham Clark, Chloe Edbrook, and Nicole Callender. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by James Perella and Lloyd Peterson. Story editing by Gary Jones. With special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys, Emily Ferrier, and David Pride. 
Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Jubilee Place Theatre and the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.